0: Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thank you for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of you guys out there, especially our service men and women taking care of us we want to thank our sponsors at strange brew coffee house and churn and spoon ice cream start your day the right way with a trip through the drive-through at strange brew coffee house here in tupelo i'm sorry starville or at Brupolo over in tupelo we'll stay in the same area i tell you that'd it be a little weird if Brupolo was in duck hill yeah not much in duck hill they have the uh it's on the way to bull bottom that's all i know bull bottom farms yeah Um, I may have done Duck Hill already, now that I think about
1: it. uh, No, I don't think you have. Okay. well,
0: We'll see. We'll see.
1: I don't have a restaurant in Duck Hill. No. Well, if
0: you're from Duck Hill... You're
1: right right down the road from Winona, who has the... uh, What is it? The Pizza Inn? That's a a chain, though. We can do better. Is it the Pizza Inn? No, no, this place... It's not your usual pizza inn though there was a pizza inn in Louisville that was not the same as this okay i believe that's
0: i believe that's right i believe it's the pizza inn people of winona and duck hill can let us know Uh, that's something we need to start doing if you're from those areas let us know where we should eat wherever in your fair town pizza inn is correct all right wherever you go in this great state though if you want to start your morning the right way go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order some coffee to be shipped Right to you whatever kind of coffee machine sitting on the front counter at your house. We've got coffee forward at strange brew coffee house. We are about, you know, 95 days from the start of college football. That's a great thing. When you think about it. it makes you, it should make you happy. What would make me happy is to not see any maroon is all that matters shirts ever again. So why don't you help me out with that endeavor and go to collegecornerstore.com and get yourself some new gear. If you're still sporting one of those shirts, guys, that shirt is 18 years old, all right? If you bought it, if you bought that shirt the day it came out, then the next day you, you, were, you were, you know, burdened with child. That shirt can, could, could, could go to war. It could smoke. Just, just get it out. It's got to go. It's time for a new shirt. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Go to one of their two locations. Buy yourself some new gear for this upcoming football season. Humble Taco, today is Taco Tuesday at Humble Taco, but every day is Taco Tuesday. It's Taco Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday when you're talking about Humble Taco. They've got tacos you can't get anywhere else, different tacos, unique tacos, tacos with a twist, however you want to put it. It's Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. Head over to Humble Taco, enjoy some time out on the patio, and grab some great food next time you're there. If you're looking for a great and easy suggestion for lunch, I'm going to say Firehouse Subs, wherever you are. There's a firehouse subs near you. Make sure you follow them on Twitter. They're always giving away great deals there and make sure you download the firehouse subs app place your order. It's ready within minutes and you can pick up your sub and head back to work knowing that you piled up the reward points as well. So you'll be eating a free sandwich sooner rather than later. Starville and Oxford, Tupelo and Columbus, uh, Fullwood and Madison. That's firehouse subs. Robbie Falk. Hope you had a great Memorial day. Enjoyed some time uh, with your family. And we're going to talk a little football today. We got it. It's, I mean, we're at the point now, man. Baseball is, is way done. It's time to start talking football until this Mosley kid wants to crap or get off the pot with basketball recruiting. So we're going to talk recruiting on, on this show, and that is we brought this up a couple of weeks ago, and it looks like it's sort of coming to fruition that Brock Glenn, who, we, we have identi- who Mississippi State coaches have identified, that's QB1 on their board. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. He's adding new visits. He's talking about not visiting Mississippi State until later in the process. It just feels like this one is, has gotten away from the Mike Leach and staff. Not that that's necessarily, you know, so it's, it's not, it might be beyond their control. It may, I'm quite positive at the quarterback position that the recruiting process there has been as good as it can possibly be. This kid, for whatever reason, isn't just not interested, it, it seems. He seems he's lost interest, I guess you could say. And so last week you saw Mississippi State throw out another quarterback offer. And that's the thing with Mike Leach and his staff. They throw out a lot of offers to receivers, to running backs, to offensive linemen. They're kind of selective with the quarterback position. But Chris Parson, who's currently committed to Florida State, was the guy who who received an offer. Six-foot, 190-pounder, four-star quarterback on the 24-7 composite, rated as the number 16, uh, as his pro-style or dual threat for him. I uh, mean, he's a he's okay, a okay. They just threat. need to do quarterback rankings now. Okay, yeah, so, we we've I think we've I think we've eliminated that. But he he's that. a dual threat quarterback. Yeah, he's got some mobility for sure. Um, so not a very big kid, but I you know in this offense, I mean, Will Rogers is not a very big guy, so it doesn't work, it doesn't bother. You. Other offers for this guy uh, aside from uh from Florida State, Arkansas, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, uh, Miami. Syracuse, which we all know is a national recruiting power, uh, oh, Tennessee. God. Oh, <laughs> I just wanted to get you going there. It's not even um, Let's not do that. Anyway, it appears now that the focus has shifted to this guy, who, as we mentioned, is still committed to Florida State. There was the, the internet talk surrounding him was that he was recruited, told it was going to be a one QB class. Now, Florida State. Wants to make it a two QB class, and he's not down with that. I don't think you'll ever see another two QB class at Mississippi State as long as Mike Leach is there, barring some unusual transfer portal activity. I got to give Leach credit, I guess is where I'm going with this. The guy consistently finds – his plan Bs a lot of times are more highly rated than the plan A's. We used to complain all the time about Mullen, like he would lose out on plan A and then plan B – was some kid that he just picked off of a G5 schools roster uh, out out of their commit list who didn't have any other power five offers. Mike Leach and staff do a pretty good job of backing up things. And I I think that's something that deserves some credit. Yeah. And I'm not
1: even saying this is like any kind of sour grapes or anything. I I think this is a better quarterback and more well-rounded quarterback than than Brock Lynn, in my opinion, just looking at the film and, the The ability, the, I think, the ability to maneuver out of the pocket and uh, do some things with his legs is really exciting because Mississippi mm-hmm. State doesn't really have that mm-hmm. in its system right now. And Mike I think Leach that would be no. I, I think it would be beneficial for this offense to have a guy that can get out of the pocket, and if it's if he's getting chased out of the pocket, can run down the field. Because how many times have we've seen Mississippi State have 20 yards of grass in front of it with Mike, Leach, Mike Leach's offense with an opportunity to get a first down, to get some big yardage and you know, just take a sack or throw the ball out of bounds. To have a guy that can run down the field and can get out of the pocket and be elusive, on top of that he can throw the football, I think that's intriguing. And I, I think that's something that I think w- would be um, – really beneficial for Mississippi State moving forward to have somebody that can do that. And I think Brock Glenn would be a great addition to this roster at this point. But if Chris Parsons is your guy that um, follows up Brock Glenn, if he goes to Auburn, mm-hmm. I mean, th- there's not a whole lot to be upset about there. He's, yeah. You mentioned the offer list. You mentioned the fact that he's from Florida State mm-hmm. uh, on their commit list. This, this is a guy that I think could be a very good – plan b for mississippi state. He's still committed. That's a very big caveat there. Yeah. He's still committed to Florida State. He has not decided to decommit or anything like that. So, and I don't know if he's interested in moving on if that's you talked about the fact that they're recruiting other players and things like that. I don't know if that's going to happen, but if he does open up, that's got to be your guy. Brock Glenn is not going to be your player. And uh, it's obvious right now that I don't think he's going to be with new offers coming in. And the fact that it seems like Auburn is a big option for him. I just don't get the sense that Brock Glenn's going to end up in Mississippi States class. So I like the fact a few weeks ago, we had a maybe a couple weeks ago, we had a podcast about Brock Glenn. And I mentioned that it kind of seemed like it wasn't going to happen for Mississippi State. It, It you know, We've seen this so many times. You know, A guy's been their top target, and he won't make the move, and you keep waiting around, and there seems to be other off- offers popping up, and you kind of can read the tea leaves. I'm reading the tea leaves that Brock Lynn's not going to be in this class. Yeah. So Mississippi State's reading that too, and it looks like Parsons is, is a guy that they're pivoting to, and if that's the case, if he's going to be open, I don't think there's any way you can go wrong with that.
0: I would say also something that, to, to, that catches my eye is Parson currently living in Brentwood, Tennessee and playing football there, but originally from Duncanville, Texas, that would make three straight Texas based quarterbacks that Leach has had. It, it, it is really something considering that Leach hasn't coached in Texas since 2009, I believe. So we're talking, you know, 12, 13 seasons the amount of influence and amount of respect he still has in that state is really something. You think about Mullen, right? Mullen coached here for nine seasons and obviously uh, you know, won a lot of games for Mississippi State. But you don't see players in this class thinking, you know, following him around, right? Now, obviously, he's not a coach this year. But it's not like he was able to come into Mississippi in his two years at, at or his four years at Florida and just grab recruits from out from Mississippi State's nose. How many, how many did he get? He got uh, – oh, what's that kid who might finally be eligible this year? What's his name? I don't know. Oh, he was a safety. He was committed to stay Ole Miss and he was – one Black? one Black, that's him. I mean, oh, my gosh. But, I mean, other than that, he, he didn't really have a lot of success recruiting. But Lee no. again, almost Hit- a decade and a half after coaching in the state of Texas – is still able to go in there and get quality players based off of his reputation from when, before these kids, some of these kids were three or four years old. It's crazy. His
1: his name carries a lot of weight instead of Texas, especially with the coaches there. And we saw it with Sawyer Robertson. I mean, his head coach, basically his entire program runs like Mike Leach's program. They run the same offense. I mean, that, that name, that offense still, resonates inside the state of texas i think that's going to be a, a big pipeline for mississippi state moving forward and also this kid somebody shared it on the board um the other day when he first got offered big dak prescott fan yeah and uh there was a video of him you know uh chatting it up with dak prescott at some kind of event or something like that so he's a huge dak
0: prescott fan and that that can't hurt that's the next thing by the way for mississippi state in texas is having Dak Prescott as the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys is, I mean. Repping
1: Mississippi State, going to the College World Series.
0: It's big regardless, right? It's big for Mississippi State to say, look, you come to Mississippi State, you can become the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. That's something you can sell to anybody. But Texas kids, by and large, are all – I mean, I I know there's Texans fans, especially in Houston and maybe across the state, but that's a cowboy state. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys are are the top team in Texas in any sport. From from every, you know they're bigger than every college there. They're bigger than every other pro team, and they're they're America's team. You know whether you love them or hate them, which you and I both are not fans. So that is I don't, another I don't huge hate the Cowboys. Do you
1: want know? I don't hate the Cowboys. You I was not in that. Well, a well, I was fan. Come on now. I know, but I like. I was so young during that time, and also my my papaw was such a huge Cowboys fan. And also, I, you know, I want Dak to succeed. I can't
0: hate I want them. Dak to do well, but at the same time, I don't cheer for the Cowboys. It's kind of a weird dynamic. Um, I bet your dad they're, they're in the, like the Cowboys. I bet Big he Daddy. He does not
1: – Big Daddy I, does not like the Cowboys. Big Daddy doesn't
0: have a lot of hate in his heart. He's a loving man. But there's a small hint of it in there for the Cowboys. So, w- one year at Christmas, when my papa was
1: still alive, like, they asked that the family wear, like, Cowboys, like, Dak's – Jerseys and stuff like that. Yeah. Of course, I didn't wear anything. My dad refused to wear anything because he was—he's old school Steelers, like '70s. He was a big Steelers fan in the '70s. Of course, knew all about you know the run in the '90s and stuff like that. Mm. Like I, I just I didn't own any Dak gear or any the Cowboys. So I wasn't gonna wear anything. My dad was not. Everybody else was wearing it, but us too. But I, I don't hate the Cowboys, and my dad refuses to cheer for
0: him. I believe it. I believe it. But yeah. getting back to what we're talking about here, yeah. For, for Mississippi State, Texas, I agree with you. Texas is going to become, a, maybe not for all positions, but for quarterbacks, as long as Leach is here and as long as Dak Prescott is the man in Dallas, that is a great combination to get quarterbacks out of a state that, oh, by the way, produces great quarterbacks every single year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look around the NFL, a lot of the top quarterbacks from Texas, the guy who won the Super Bowl last year, He's from Texas. Um, Mahomes is from Texas, right? Yes. Surely he is going to Texas Tech. Um, yeah, Drew Brees is. was from Texas. Drew I mean, Brees from Texas. Just, you know, um, I just listed the greatest quarterback ever in Drew Brees. So you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, and this is kind of semi-unrelated. State needs to start producing wide receivers in quarterbacks. That's the next qu- thing.
0: And more quarterbacks, too. Yeah. They, they've got to get more than just Dak. Yeah, well, you know, the that, quarterbacks are going to come because of the numbers. Even Will yeah, Rogers things. is going to get a, a chance because he's going to put up such crazy numbers. Somebody will take a flyer on him, I think. Well, you hope. I mean, there, I, think, I think so. I think so. There's, there's
1: not a whole lot of, um, you know, the the past resume for for Mike Leach as far as the NFL is concerned. No, you right. How many quarterbacks have been able to make it in the NFL? That I were my quarterback
0: has been Minshew, who has been an off and on starter. That's the best that you can do there.
1: Yeah. But, and I mean, and, and but having said that, we're already seeing him recruit better athletes here than he did, at least from a, a star rating, mm-hmm. than he did at Texas Tech. And that's quarterbacks and, and wide receivers, I believe. I haven't researched all the quarterbacks, but wide receivers. I I think he's starting to recruit at a much higher level level here. So hopefully Mississippi State's able to start pushing some wide receivers in the league and quarterbacks. And that's really going to take this program, I think, to the next level because you when you start putting those players in the league, it's just like they're defensive linemen right now. Yeah. You're able to sell that this program can get you to the league. And uh, so far, you have not been able to show that with with wide receivers.
0: I feel pretty confident in the next few years that Jaden Wally will be in the league. Tulu Griffin will be in the league. Rara Thomas will be in the league when their time comes. And that'll be the start of something uh, for Mississippi State. Now, you know, you'd like to see a first-rounder in there. I don't know if State has that guy. But they, ha- they definitely have talent, enough talent on their roster right now. And honestly, Austin Williams is a guy who's so consistent. That I could see him getting a chance in the NFL, maybe a late round draft choice for, for somebody. He could be a guy, though, who goes into the league and plays eight or nine years because he's reliable. You know, when you throw the ball to him, he catches it. A poor I, man's Hunter Renfro. I mean, that, that's not a, you know, and I hate making, I hate it because we always make comparisons for white receivers to white receivers. We could ever just say, like, you know, he could be a poor man's Lance Moore or something. I don't know, but I, I, you're right. You're not, you're not wrong with that. So. Interesting to watch State pivot here on the quarterback position. Um, you know, Glenn's timetable, it looked like, was going to be at towards the end of this month. But now with, with uh, Parson, <coughs> excuse me, probably, I mean, got to get him on campus and then got to, you know, get him flipped. Could be a little bit longer process. But Mississippi State, this is the time of year where you want your quarterback in the class to help you start putting things together. So we'll see what State does. And if Parson gets away from them, I don't know what plan C would be. I keep coming back to the idea that they may have to, you know, sort of swallow some pride and talk to Mac Howard, but we'll we'll see how that goes uh, for Mississippi State. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show and our second SEC preview of the year, and that's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Who want to remind you that beef—it's what's for dinner when you're looking for a delicious idea for for cooking out or just cooking in, whatever you're doing. If you're if you're in the house or out of the house, there's so many great ideas, and they all go around beef. If you're looking for great recipes, you can go to msbeef.org. You can find out a lot more about the beef producers here in our state. 15,000 of your fellow Mississippians who do nearly a half billion dollars a year worth of agribusiness in Mississippi. You're supporting those guys every time you make that purchase. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. I will see you this week. It's Robbie Falk's birthday on Thursday. Are we going there? Isn't that what you said you wanted to do? Well, I didn't know I was making the arrangements. Okay, hold on. That, you, you, I, I'm not, I don't mean to insult you, but you sound like my damn wife. All right. It is what? your it is your birthday. Your birthday. You yours, are the one
1: who gets. You are choose. supposed to you are supposed to make the arrangements for my birthday.
0: No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I'll be happy to get everybody else involved. I'll take care of that, but. The choosing of the restaurant falls to the birthday person. That's right? incorrect. No, I disagree. That is now, incorrect. Now, now I disagree with you. If it's on your birthday, you should be able to say, I want to go eat here. It's your birthday. What if I, I pick you this, don't
1: like? Look, I'm going to leave this up to the rest of the group. Okay. And we'll
0: figure it out. We may have to do a poll question for this one. I feel very strongly about on your birthday, you should be able to say, "We're going to eat here." Oh, well, what, what if I picked a place yeah. and you weren't super cool with it? Well, I mean, I, I agree with
1: that, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I feel like you should make all the arrangements
0: for it. I should invite. But the first arrangement I would everyone. say is, "Where do you want to go eat?" Okay. And, well, and you said Two Brothers.
1: I mean, I'm not going to tell you no.
0: That's all I'm going to say. Well, we're going to go to Two Brothers on Thursday because Robbie Falk is—it's his birthday. We're going to take him out for a great meal. Every time you go to Two Brothers, it's a great meal. What more can I say? Two Brothers smoked meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products and great service. Every—excuse <coughs> me. Every business up. I'm not getting sick. It's not COVID. Just calm down. Uh, every business promises that. Advantage Business Systems delivers on that. We're talking about a company that when you call them you get a friendly voice, you're not on hold, and they're talking about, we can be there today, we can be there tomorrow, we can get you back up and running. When you are in a business that has technology, sometimes it's just going to fail on you. There's just no way around that. The question is, the person who sold it to you, how quickly are they going to get to you to fix it to put you back up and running? Are you going to deal with one of the big companies? It's like, oh, seven to 10 days, we can maybe be out there. We have to send somebody from out of state. Or are you are going to deal with somebody who's like, I'm two hours away, I'll be there in a few minutes. I'll be there as quick as I can. I mean, it seems like an easy choice to me. So make the right choice with Advantage Business Systems. 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. All right, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Robbie, I think I've mentioned this a couple of times. I'm I'm high on this team. Right now, if you said make your SEC West picks, I'm going to put them second. I believe in K.J. Jefferson, and I believe in Sam Pittman. I think they have a great coach quarterback uh, combo their assistant coaches their coordinators might be the best in the conference between Bryles and Odom I don't know who has a better one-two punch than 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 those two guys so I like them their schedule's interesting they've, they've got a couple of non-conference games that that could be tough so we'll see what we think they start off the year I mean I know Cincinnati lost a lot, but I think Luke, Luke Fickle has built that into a program that year in, year out is going to compete. So the Cincinnati Bearcats, fresh off of their first-ever college football playoff appearance, head down to Fayetteville for week one. I like the Hogs, but I think this is going to be a hell of a football game. That is a super
1: interesting matchup. I don't – you know, it's, it's – uh... It's not a matchup that you would expect very often. Cincinnati versus Arkansas. But at the same time, it's it seemed like a really intriguing ball game. You know, Cincinnati lost their quarterback, who I think could be a real sleeper in the NFL, and they've lost some other pieces, but that should be a really good uh, team. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting game. You know, I, I didn't even know they were playing this ball game until uh, we started talking about this, but that is a that is a really interesting week one game. That is a fun, that'll be a fun game to watch. I think. So, yeah, two thirty kickoff, at, and
0: then we'll catch the first half.
1: Since it's at, since it's in Fayetteville, I'm I might lean towards Arkansas here.
0: Yeah, I'll go. And I'm going to go and, Arkansas, but
1: and you know, Cincinnati's going to be breaking in some new players. Mm-hmm. Um, Arkansas is bringing back some very key players, especially the quarterback position. Like I said last year, I'll continue to say it. That separates the men from the boys. The teams that have the quarterback position taken care of are usually the ones that are in the best shape. And I'm, you know, KJ Jefferson has been through the ringer. He's going to be a guy that's going to be one of the more seasoned quarterbacks in the league. I'm taking Arkansas in this game just simply because of that.
0: There you go. And because this home game. Right. right. Uh, they go straight from that into the fire of conference play against what I think is another up-and-coming team, South Carolina. I think, again, I think the advantage is that Arkansas is at home, so I'll take the Hogs to win. But Arkansas is really getting a baptism by fire to start this season. Three straight home games to start the year. That's helpful. Yeah. And really, um, Robbie, they play, you know, four of their first five are at home, and then the one that's not at home is a neutral site.
1: Yeah, this is a very strange schedule. Chance it's
0: to start strong for Arkansas.
1: It, it looks a lot like something, you know, Mississippi State would have during the damn Mullen era. Yes. Four out of the first five games are at home, and then you have the neutral site game against Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take them against South Carolina. I'm going to take them against Missouri State as well, and then things get really interesting.
0: Yeah. So, it should be a 3-0 and start, but I'm telling you, those first two games are going to be tough. And then they play the neutral site game. I think this is the last year of it with Texas A&M. Last year, they finally broke through and beat the Aggies. The Aggies had won, I think, five straight uh, prior to that um, and had not lost a game in this series at at, at Dallas where they've been playing these neutral site games. Arkansas finally broke through last year. I like them again, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, this is an interesting game here. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on this game. Texas A&M is going to be pretty talented, but they i mean, there's kind of some new faces there as, as well. Mm. I just like oh Jefferson
0: God. better yeah. than like either of the quarterbacks at, at, at Texas A&M. I feel like, yeah, be I just to don't, I don't know what Texas A&M is going to have. Yeah, I feel I like they're going to be young be. defensively, and that's just a recipe for disaster. Sometimes, yeah, I'm going to take Texas A&M. I mean, uh, Arkansas here. Okay, so we've got them four and zero which means we've got them four and one because then they play Alabama. They'll, yes. they'll, they'll, they'll play that game. And then what is, in my opinion, a huge swing game for both of these teams, which I think is, you know, par for the course over the past decade, but it's Mississippi State. They have to come down to Starkville. State had dominated this series until Mike Leach arrived. Leach has not been able to beat them uh, in two chances. Had a that, you know crazy close game last year where State, it looked like they had won the game, but then a, a penalty on Martin Emerson, which, I you know, we'll, we'll – that's a discussion for another day, whether or not it was really a penalty. State's inability to kick field goals cost it the game. Like, you know, they missed in a two point loss, they missed two field goals. Yeah. So it feels like, you know, we, we, you and I have talked a lot about the Egg Bowl, but it feels like this is another game Mike Leach kind of needs to start winning because mm-hmm. Arkansas and Kentucky were games at the end of the Mullen era. The reason you knew state was going to have winning seasons is because they knew they were going to win their non conference games and you knew they were going to beat Arkansas and Kentucky and then find another win somewhere. Got to start getting those back in the win ledger. I, I think State's going to get this
1: one. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, they've been so close the last couple of years. They did They did not play well against Arkansas two years ago and still were in position to win that ball game. Last year did not start well in that game, didn't finish well either, but still in position to win that. I think they get this one because you have so many players returning from Mississippi State that have, I mean, state's probably, I haven't looked at the two rosters, but I would guess that state is probably the more veteran roster than Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And I think that
0: matters. And it's going to be at home. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Mississippi State in this one. All right. So four and two. And then another tough game. And this one's on the road at BYU. Mississippi State fans know that that is a tough game. Uh, BYU consistently year in, year out, a pretty good program. I'll we'll take probably, Arkansas, we'll but, probably be at night. Yeah, that's that, that 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 you know honestly, that's a game, Robbie, that you know, at BYU could end up on a Thursday or Friday. And playing off a short week, if you're if I'm correct, after playing Alabama and Mississippi State back to back weekends, that is not a good recipe. I like the Hogs to win, but <clears throat> again, Arkansas schedule this is a really tough schedule.
1: Would they change that from the current date they have? It's, on, it's listed as a
0: Saturday game. They could move it, I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I um, you'll never
1: know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Arkansas on this. Yeah.
0: But it's, it should be, a, um, should be a good ball game, I think. So five and two. All right, so I think Arkansas can put some momentum together here in the, the, the final part of the season because their next two games are at Auburn and then Liberty at home. Think they can get wins in both of those? They can. Auburn is such a weird program
1: to me. I just I never know what to expect out of them. Um, I think they beat Liberty for sure. That that Auburn game is weird, but I would probably take them in that ball game. So I'll, I'll just for the the sake of the show, I'll stick with you.
0: Yeah, I, I just. I don't have any faith in Auburn this year. They're weak at the quarterback position. Harson is a lame duck before the season even starts. They just they just don't have it. I just I don't see Auburn. That being said, though, you're correct. Those are the years that Auburn sometimes jumps up and has a, a ten win season somehow. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think they have that magic this year. I, I mean, we, you cannot convince me that between Calzada and Finley they're going to win ten games. You just can't.
1: No, so that would make them that
0: scares you about them. Right. So that would make them um, if I'm doing the math right, 7 and 2. I mean, they're mm-hmm. probably a top 15 team at this point. But a tough way to close out. 3 3 conference games. Uh, two of them are at home, so that's a plus. LSU comes there. You know, they were able to beat them last year. Didn't I, that LSU game used to be on Thanksgiving? No, it used to be the Friday after Thanksgiving. Friday after Thanksgiving. Missouri what, has what, replaced that. Why, why has that happened? Because Missouri has replaced that. I just – I don't understand. Arkansas finished the season with Missouri. They I'm were not getting into the, that. The border not, war versus the, uh, the battle for the boot. Too many trophies there. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah, know what LSU is going to – right now as we sit here, May 30th, You know, June 1st as you're listening – I guess it's May 31st um, – I don't know enough about LSU to tell you that they can go to Arkansas and win. Yeah. Now, when we get there, when we get to November, I might feel differently. LSU will have talent, and we'll see what happens. But as we said it today, I'm going to pick Arkansas to win this game. Yeah, I think we'll,
1: I'll, I'll go with that as well. Okay. And then
0: Ole Miss, you know, first off, I would tell you that whatever the over is on this game, bet over that. Bet the over. Yes. This game consistently year in, year out, one of the best college football games on the schedule. These two teams, for whatever reason, when they get together, they put a ton of points on the board. They can't stop the other one from scoring. And it's just incredible entertainment. Um, And this is played much later in the year than it
1: usually is, right? That's correct.
0: Yeah. Normally, this is a midseason game. Now it's usually October. Now it's the week before the Egg Bowl, which means. If which it, it
1: has been played the week before the egg bowl before on the state I, I side it, i know it wasn't well i know it wasn't 2014 it was played the week before the egg bowl they played arkansas played on this that's correct and lost, last year lost last year it was played
0: it was in mid-october i was in New a York a month before this and i i yeah. was in
1: uh pittsburgh
0: yeah so we were both, yeah. we were dominating the east coast that weekend that's right um this game hasn't been played in Fayetteville in a while, I believe, but it is this year. Richard was telling me that he's looking forward to going to Fayetteville. Um, and again, you know, as I sit here in May, I can't tell you that you know, with what I know of Arkansas and what I know of Ole Miss, that I'm not going to take Arkansas to win this game at home. Yeah, I'm going
1: with Arkansas in this as well. And and, then, then, and I and I'm going to take him against Missouri
0: too. Yeah. So that means ten and two. Yeah, that ain't bad. That's a pretty good year three for Sam Pittman. He, I really think he's got this program going in the right direction. It's just going to be, you know, a question of keeping it going. You got to recruit at a high level, but if they go ten and two on this this schedule, that's one of the better coaching jobs you'll see out there. That that'll be a team that's, you know, they'll have an opportunity to play in the Sugar Bowl, I would think, as the as the SEC team not in the playoff.
1: Yeah, I I really like what Sam Pittman's doing there. And like you mentioned earlier, two great coordinators running things, which I think is so important. And I think from the start, for him to come in there and realize that he wasn't going to be an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator, he needed to go get some great coaches, and he got two really good ones, two of the better ones on the market. Um, I think that, was, that showed some great wherewithal with him. And I, he's just a really good – I hate to use this, but, you know, that GM coach. Yes. You know, that coach that just – he knows, you know, uh, and I don't even want to compare him to Ed Orgeron because I think he can have a more consistent program than what Ed, Ed Orgeron did. I but, agree with
0: that, yeah. But, but
1: Ed Orgeron did well, in 2019.
0: Well, that was what Arkansas was going for when they hired him. They looked at what LSU had done and said, let's get a great motivator and recruiter. Yep. And surround him with elite coordinators. And after you know, that's what LSU had in nineteen when they won the title. They had uh, Joe Brady. I don't care what LSU fans say about what who was calling the plays. We all know it was Joe Brady. And they okay. had Dave Aranda, who might be a top five college football coach right now. So that's what Arkansas did. They took Pittman, who were like they, And honestly, the comparisons. I mean, they're both line coaches. They're both a little wacky, a little crazy. I don't think uh, he's has got the uh, you know the dark side that Orgeron has, and we all know that he has. But but. I don't think he's going to be running around Fayetteville with his shirt off. No, probably not. He has an awesome fountain at his house, too. That's a plus. Yeah, the hog fountain. That's that's fantastic.
1: The key key for uh, inevitably, he's going to lose um, Briles, and he's going to lose um, Odom. Odom, Barry Odom.
0: It's going to be who they replace.
1: Eventually, that's going to happen. So who do you replace those guys with? Because That's 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 going to be the moment
0: of truth. That's what got Orgeron. He replaced yeah. Joe Brady with Scott Linehan, yep. and, which is awful. And then he replaced D- Dave Aranda with Bo Pellini. I mean, when, it, you do, when, you, when, you, when you are that GM coach, mm-hmm. you've got
1: to nail those hires every time. Exactly. It doesn't matter who you're recruiting, you've got to have the, the offensive and defensive coordinators in place because it still matters. I mean, talent matters, but so does structure and coaching and scheme. That stuff all matters. Mm-hmm. It all has to come together if you want to win big. So whenever those coaches eventually move on, and they will, it's going to be about who he replaces with them. But for now, for the sake of this conversation we're having for this season, they're in good shape.
0: Yeah. They're,
1: they're a team that is going to contend for the SEC West Championship. And, uh, you know, they, they replaced a couple of uh, really good linebackers – with uh, a guy that I think is going to be really good from Alabama. Name escapes me. Um, playing linebacker, and then you still have Bumper Pool. Mm-hmm. You still have some really good defensive players mm-hmm. um, there for, for Arkansas that can make a difference, and you have some really good offensive
0: pieces returning. There you go. All right, uh, who are we going to do next week? Give me an East team. Next week? Yeah, not Georgia. Um, Kentucky. All right, we'll do the Kentucky Wildcats next week. Also next week will be our first opponent preview. You know, we go back to front, which means one thing. We'll be talking about the Egg Bowl next week. So that'll be an interesting discussion to have, uh, probably with Richard Cross uh, next week on the podcast. All right, you know that tomorrow is Rumblings Day, so get your questions into us now. I believe Robbie's already fired off the tweet. We've got a few questions in as it is. And uh, we'll be happy to do that. And then the rest of the week, hey, we'll have some more football talk, hopefully hopefully some basketball recruiting talk, but God only knows, uh, and a few other things uh, as well. Guys, have a Drew, great
1: two- – uh I, ahead. I think Drew Sanders is the, the guy I was talking about. Um, yes. Yeah, you're right. I just I, I wanted to get that before somebody uh, uh, sends us the, a tweet tomorrow. Which would have
0: happened. Which would have yes. happened. All right, guys, have a good one. We'll talk to you again soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.